0: Is the crab still at work in the dark? I went cold when I read in Lance Armstrong's book that his brain tumours were necrotic. Necrotic means dead. If they'd been lively and aggressive, he says, they could have gone on to carry him off. Avid is the word they use about mine. Avid means eager, greedy. I think voracious. I don't like the sound of a voracious crab, not one bit your the left side? Well, it all began
1: in the cold new year of 2005. I had a wisdom tooth that crowded the lower right hand corner of my mouth. And I started to chew my cheek in my sleep.
2: January 2005 the wisdom tooth was taken out I thought that was that
0: but months later I developed a sore in that cheek like a mouth ulcer it began to spread changed color 27th of
2: March 2006 I go to my GP she makes an appointment for me at the maxillofacial clinic at St James's Hospital. I've never heard of a maxillofacial clinic before. St.
0: Hospital, Concours, I speaking. They specialise
2: in treating diseases of the mouth, face and neck.
0: Typically, it's not as
1: bad today as it has been for the last week. You know the way you bring your kids to the doctor and as soon as they get to the waiting room, they get down to play.
2: At the clinic in St. James's, I'm shown into a room like a dentist's office. Mm-hmm. I explain that this is all a mistake.
1: Getting calm right there, Getting quieter. <laughs> what time do you finish?
2: The, last the swelling in my cheek has gone down a little. I'm sorry for wasting you their time. Move your tongue over to the side here, towards me, slowly. The consultant checks my mouth.
3: And move your tongue away from me, and that's slowly. And I need you to open your mouth just a At little At first, bit more he says what other people have said. Looking down the back of your mouth here.
2: Looks like a trauma. I've probably been that's chewing my own tra- cheek.
3: Yeah. Great. I've got to close your teeth again together. That's where it's sore, isn't it? Yeah, I'm
2: um, forward with.
3: Just about there. Hmm. Oh, oops, that's a bit of...
2: He looks again. He decides to do a biopsy straight away.
0: On the way home, I nearly forget to get off the Dart. I'm staring so hard at the sunshine, the sea, school kids pulling off their jumpers in the heat. Daffodils.
1: I was 48 when all this happened, the age my father was when he died. The year I turned thirty-three, the age when my sister Lynn died of breast cancer, I found a lump in my own breast, which mysteriously vanished when I turned thirty-four. Sixth
0: of April. The pain in my cheek throbs and swells, like a musical note. It flowers, a dark bloom with thorns. It's a filter, a veil of colour. When the wave rises and falls, the fall has a sorrowful note to it, where some part of the chorus feels sympathy for the organism, for its frailty.
3: 12th of April. The doctor who calls me into the consulting room at St. James's wasn't there when they did the biopsy. While we wait for the lab to fax my results, he grills me about writing, an occupation he seems to find not only pointless but incomprehensible. There's a problem with the fax machine, but at last we hit it lucky with a different number. The nurse carries in a sheet of paper. The doctor studies this for a while then starts to make notes in my file well i ask what does it say for the first time this doctor looks uncertain he gets on the phone trying to track down a person who will tell me the contents of a document which he holds in his hand inches away from me can i see i ask what let me see he hands over the sheet of paper Invasive, non-differentiated squamous cell carcinoma. Carcinoma means cancer. I
0: appreciate Just give me a rough idea what time you're going to be here at.
2: It's just so the ward know what time
0: you're going. To be.
1: I had to be admitted straight away. I had to get into the system to have more tests. It was too sudden. I was unprepared. The process took over. I didn't even feel sick, but I was given a bed, filled out forms, rang my husband who was working in London.
0: I take to a tablet
1: Then I was lying in a ward, the youngest person there by decades. The girls come in, all three of them. I was surrounded by sick people and old people, wondering what to say to my three daughters.
2: Zita has brought her five-year-old son, Ryan. His brown eyes are steady as he takes in the hospital, the people. I
1: remember that the thought of breaking this news
2: to them terrified me. Simon, my husband, takes Ryan outside. It was
1: one thing to think, I have cancer.
2: I begin to circle around the subject. It's still very early. Is it cancer? Nessa interrupts.
1: I wasn't sure I'd be able to say it out loud. Yes.
2: 14th of April. The morning crawls along and then there's a sudden surge of activity. Rounds, tests, samples. A tall Italian doctor with long hair glides into the ward for rounds. His accent and manner are enticing the ward freshens up, becomes more feminine while he's there. He flirts unashamedly with the older women that he's here to see. They blush and smile long after he's gone. He's lovely, says one wistfully looking at the door. And look at the state of me. 19th of April. That I have cancer is known by everyone. it for granted, material, obvious. The Max Fax team comes in, forms a solemn group around the end of the bed. Remember, Professor Starson doesn't smile when he describes what they plan to do, and that scares me as much as anything. They will have to operate to remove the tumor. My lower jaw will go with it. What will it be like to have half a face? 21st of April Before they do the big operation they'll insert a feeding tube called a peg They want me to swallow a stomach. tube
3: under sedation
2: It will be like a second navel I'll be fed artificially for weeks maybe months Make a
3: second belly button so I can be fed artificially for months This,
2: this tube has, has a light on the end, end of
3: it They will feed the peg tube from the surface to the inside of my mouth The surgeon, surgeon appears,
1: appears gowned and gowned scrubbed,
2: and scrubbed tells me how how good good Professor Professor Stasson is. is. I'm I'm sorry sorry for you. you. You You've a battle ahead of you. The The tube I have have to swallow swallow is is fatter and
1: harder harder than i expected.
3: surgeon surgeon pushes, pushes. I I swallow. He pushes again, I gag and swallow. He pushes, and it's in, hard and fast.
1: Yeah, and I I wasn't expecting that, because when it was explained to me, it was all, this is a doddle, you know, it's a bit like having a tooth out, you get the tube put in, uh and then you'd be okay, so I didn't, I was just shocked. At last I began to feel like a patient. I didn't feel ill when I was admitted, but after they inserted the peg I knew that I was. I moved around like an elderly person, shuffling and sore, holding onto my stomach. I was the only one who seemed to notice this sudden shift from strength to fragility, as if I was supposed to take the operation in my stride. side of a hill so you have to go down a flight of concrete steps to get to our front door. 22nd of April. They were pretty precarious and at that stage we didn't have a handrail or anything and I can remember thinking we we had been meaning for a long time to put up some kind of a rail there because you know when you have older people coming to see you or whatever you just think oh it wouldn't be great if somebody slipped there but it was the first time that I found them difficult myself. I wasn't surprised that they let me out because they had told me I could go. I was surprised by how awful I felt and how sore I was. And really moving was difficult, you know. I had to hold on to the tube to support the
2: weight, otherwise it dragged down out of my stomach. I go upstairs to our attic bedroom with a bag of bandages and sachets of sterile water to flush the peg tube to keep it clean. Nessa comes with me. I'm awkward while I get used to all this. I'm grateful and astonished that she's there. I wonder, could I have done the same thing so willingly at her age? It
1: was a whole process of having to look after it for you had to flush it with sterile water and keep it
2: clean and Nessa attaches the syringe to the mouth of the tube and injects the water straight to my stomach. rush of cold to the back of my throat. Afterwards, we have to redo the bandage around the wound. Raw as it is, Nessa doesn't even flinch when she sees it. A week ago she'd have squirmed at the sight of a torn fingernail. 24th of April. I am back in the hospital with Simon and our girls. In a small grey room, we have a family meeting with the Max Fax team. They tell us the extent of the tumour.
3: It's in my cheek and gums. Underneath my teeth. Lymph nodes. The surgical remedy. Removal of part or all of my lower jaw. The inside of my cheek. All lymph nodes in my neck. The after-effects of all that. Disfigurement, facial nerve damage, partial deafness, paralysis, scars. The loss of my ability to smile. Bone from my body will be used to rebuild the inside of my mouth. Surgery must be followed by radiotherapy. I'd have to learn to talk, to swallow. The prognosis, according to conventional statistics, is fairly bleak. 40% survival rate at five years I ask what I can do to prepare myself You might want to think about your will is the response
0: All the things I've done wrong from the beginning tug at the sheets and crowd around the bed to wake me up Why did I not pursue this more vigorously? Sooner Why did I not insist that someone pay attention? We stalk each other, the tumour and I, one eye on the clock. They let me out for the evening. We walked to Bullock Harbour, where the tide is low and the seals are lazy. At that time, your
1: tumour, what did it look like? We really kind of angry and ugly. It was uh, red and inflamed and it had this kind of yellowy centre. It, it, it looked, I suppose a bit like like a, like a boil that had erupted, do you know what I mean? It was kind of pussy and red at the same time and it was,
0: and it was big. Big crabs lie belly up in the tidal mud. On the pier we find skeletons of fish picked clean and scattered. There is a live crab in the patch of sandy water between pier and rock, pale and still.
1: Lethal. So at that stage, I didn't realize how big, and um, because it was actually
0: in my gums as well, so it was under my teeth. Then I see a shattered crab shell, picked clean. Pearly, creamy white inside, muddy pink outside. No trace of the living creature left. So when you saw it for the first time, What did you think? There,
1: that is the enemy. At that stage, I couldn't wait to get it out. I just
0: wanted it to be outside of me. That's what I thought. Now the lump in my neck is huge. Hard like stone. I fear it's sliding under the chin and out toward the lips. I feel it under my top teeth as well. Stay away from my eye.
2: Fourth of May. 6 a.m. I sit on the bed with wet hair and wait. We won't know for sure if the operation will go ahead today until we can be guaranteed a bed in ICU afterwards. Simon is on his way to be with me. We wait together until they call me to theatre. 10 o'clock. Then I'm alone with teams of blue and green gown strangers. I put my life into their hands.
3: They cut a hole in my windpipe, put a tube in my throat. They attached the tube to a ventilator, split my lip and opened my face, removed the tumor, scraped the crab from my cheek. They cut out my lower jaw, teeth still attached. Took a piece of my cheekbone, half my salivary gland all the lymph nodes on the right side of my neck, two drains in my upper chest. At the same time, a different team of surgeons opened my leg, removed half of my fibia bone, artfully placed it in the oral cavity with a detaining plate. Rebuilt my broken face. I was given two liters of blood. It took 14 hours.
1: I remember the first few days after the operation passed in a fog, panic and pain. My notebook became my lifeline. I couldn't speak. I had to write down every request, every anxiety. And it was I was always really precise. They'd say things like six forty
2: three AM. Four thirty seven AM. Everything is quiet. The lovely student nurse gives me a painkiller. I wonder where the tumour is now, and in what condition. I wonder if it has left sleeper cells inside me, and if so, where?
1: I was so out of it that I would forget everything, you know, and I thought it was just important to know.
2: Was a way of trying to control things as well?
1: It was just my way of holding on, you know. Sometimes my voice was so loud in my head that I was sure I must have spoken, but I hadn't. If no one was looking, I had to wave my arms or bang on the bed to get their attention. Then they waited while I wrote down what I wanted to say, like water or please open the window. Sometimes I thought, this is too hard, I can't do it. One night, two faces shone above me like moons, not letting me go. Simon and Dudu, my nurse for the night. I swam towards and away from them. I couldn't decide which way to go. I can't, this is too hard. But her eyes and Simon's voice held me to the surface. They fixed me in place and I stayed. That particular piece, were you talking about, do you think you, you were the nearest to death in that
0: night? Or was it just despair?
1: It felt as if I was. It felt as if I could just let go.
2: 11th of May. One week after the operation, I ask Nessa to buy me a mirror in the hospital pharmacy so that I can see my new face. She comes back with one of those pocket mirrors with a lid, the only one they had, just as well. I take a quick look. Clock the staples, the stitches a deep gouge where my cheek used to be a massively swollen and distended chin like desperate Dan on the Beano with stitches, for bristles okay I think okay I've seen it now I close the mirror and I put it away then I try to brush my hair my fingers come across a wad of something disgusting on the right side of my head revolting to touch I prod it wary what is it I ask Nessa she has a look oh mama she says that's your ear
1: It's ironic, that most of the obvious damage seemed to be the result of treatment rather than cancer. It would have been easy to forget how menacing the crab really was, but it was a fight to the literal death for one of us. This fucker emerged from the depths with me as its target. It moved stealthily and fast, rooted itself deep, spread as wide as it could. I was lucky to have found my way to people who were brave and brilliant and ruthless enough to root it out. And I was amazed, I'm still amazed, when I think about the things they did, it's extraordinary. I mean, how, how do you ever get the nerve? To wait inside somebody's face you know and, and start rearranging it and to have the skill and the guts to do that and the imagination because every time they have to do something it's, it's always different it's not as if it always presents in the same way or it's in the same place or and they just do it
3: morning cocktails prune coloured iron white and citrus antibiotic, stick orange calpol, and cherry-colored fizzy potassium. Texture white, green, and yellow doses. Running passage of grains of light. Someone sighs in my ear. I wake up as a physiotherapist bustles in and find a message from Simon. I love you in red ink on my hand.
0: This is the swampy thought under the topsoil where I stand. The words extra capsular spread. What if the cancer has escaped into the wild? What if it's taking root somewhere else right now? Baby crabs and vengeful.
2: 24th of May. It's our 26th wedding anniversary. Three weeks since the operation. Altogether, I've been here exactly six weeks. I've discovered that I'd rather be awake than asleep. I rush towards wakefulness like someone underwater heading for the surface. My relationship with air has changed. I love it now. The first thing I do when I wake up is struggle across the room to open the window and feel it wash through me. It tells me I'm alive. They tell me that they found cancer cells in 11 of the 49 lymph nodes they removed.
0: I dream about wind, the colour blue. I wake to a cold wash of rain on the broken wing of the building opposite. Hold me, an old man shouts. Hold me, please. I can't listen to this so I walked some more around the quiet upper corridors of the hospital. One day, shortly before my godfather died, I was adjusting pillows at his back when he groaned and leaned into my hands. I began to rub the grooves beside his spine, the wings of his shoulder blades. He closed his eyes and relaxed, more at peace than I had seen him for days. It made me think about lonely older people I have known how
2: touch-deprived
3: they might be. In the days, we used to First of on, June. Uh, cell the team comes around
2: the to patients say patients that I can probably go home trans. for good next week. Most
3: didn't they understand.
2: want my wounds to finish healing away from the threat of MRSA. So what that mm. means. Sometime after that, later in the summer, when the wounds have healed, I'll have radiotherapy.
3: Mind, it means your tongue, your lips... Job when I was
1: going home, there was a moment when I stood in front of the nurse's station and didn't know what to do next. The nurses were smiling, but they had work to get back to. Simon was waiting. I knew what everyone expected of me, so I waved, turned my back on my empty room, took Simon's arm and walked out of there.
3: Does that answer your questions? Yes. No other questions? I don't think so. That's not like you. <laughs> Bye-bye.
1: Rationally, I knew that I should want to go home as well. I mean, the rational part of me wanted me to feel that too. But the other thing about it was that I had been there for two months, and those people were like family to me. I loved them. I was going to miss them, and I did miss them.
0: My daily daily regime, regime. exercises, mouth, neck, shoulder, leg, flush flush tube once per day, diet, Diet. soft Soft food building building to a more normal regime, regime. dietary supplements, peg, clean and change change once once per day, day. neck dressing, outpatients three times a week, medication, diphenine, oxynorm, Gabapentin, antiplatelet agent,
3: paracetamol,
0: lignocaine patch,
3: diazepam,
0: amitriptyline, iron, laxatives,
3: fentanyl, fentanyl patch.
2: Eighth of August. Today I step back onto the moving staircase of treatment. This time at St Luke's. Before it starts, we make a chart of the weeks to come and stick it to the door of a kitchen cupboard. I'm to have 28 sessions of radiotherapy, given daily, Monday to Friday. Five and a half weeks. St. Luke's Hospital. In the mask room, the radiation therapists ask me to lie down on a narrow bed. A rectangle of yellow plastic mesh is softened in water and then pushed down gently onto my face. The hands push and feather and sculpt the plastic to my immobilized face, neck and upper chest. When it hardens, it is a perfect imprint of my new face and altered
0: neck. The silent masks watch from their shelves, each waiting their turn to be taken down and used. They are negatives of everyone who comes in here, impressions of damage and disfigurement. I imagine they come down at night and play among the monitors and gleams, mimic the warning beeps, dance until dawn.
2: In the treatment room at St. Luke's, shelves full of yellow masks, the imprints of faces I will come to know over the next few weeks, lying the opposite wall. One of the radiation thermosts lifts mine down from the shelf and holds it while we talk. I recognize the exaggerated horror of the chief.
0: While I'm enclosed in the shell, I listen to the sounds of the equipment as it moves around me. I hear a high-pitched whine and imagine lethal darts unleashed on a search-and-destroy mission. Amid a swarm of metallic killer bees. A friend sent me a good luck message this morning that said to imagine blue sky when I'm enclosed by the machines. But I prefer my deadly golden bees.
2: Eighteenth of August. Today's Times is a shock voice is small my mouth unbearably dry I hope it doesn't get worse last night I kept waking frantic for water in the afternoon I feel better out in the garden there are pigeons bouncing on our neighbor's cedar tree they gorge on the fruit, swing on the branches then they fly up suddenly, seven or eight of them and fly away The beat of their wings is loud through the glass. They're fun to watch. There are moments when I realise that I'm happy. Just now, the past and the future, everything I want or regret, are all held back as by a sea wall.
0: In a dream, midges crystallise out of the air and become pointy-nosed bees and squirrels that emerge under the doors, through the windows. We try to run away. When I wake up, I remember the bees are on my side.
2: 20th of September. It's the last day of my treatment. Old hand, I open my eyes under the mask. The table moves... Then the beep and the exposure, the high-pitched whine of the hornets unleashed to find any lurking microscopic particles of crab wherever they are hiding. I cheer them on for the last time. And then we drive home in the rain, under a black, black cloud, the remnants of Hurricane Gordon which is disrupting the Ryder Cup. How could they not have expected rain in Ireland?
0: People want courage in and from each other, and from books. Not politeness, not safety. Dream a future. Start now. In my mind, black wrought-iron gates, cathedral-shaped, swing open to infinity. In my mouth, hot fizz and sea salt, burning acid saliva. The crab was nothing compared to this. I dream of writing and writing desks, long driveways, high ceilings, rooms falling silent for a reading. The hills darken and rain falls and still we drive home again. The hot hand rests at my chin and wind sings high in my ears. Can I do this?
1: When your friends ask how you are and you say fine they relate that to how you used to be before you had cancer but when I say fine I mean something different. I think I mean today I don't have it. Today there's no sign of it. I should have known you know I really should have known Everybody knows that if you have a sore that doesn't heal or if it changes and gets worse, that you should go to your GP. I had more reason to know that than most people do because of what happened to my sister. But I didn't know that applied to your mouth. I didn't think it applied to your mouth. And I wish I had known. I wish I had known more about cancer at the mouth because people just don't know about it.
2: 29th of October. A month has passed and I'm feeling stronger. I'm adapting to the business of living with a new face, new body. Getting used to going out on my own. At first I was afraid of how people would react when they saw me. Sometimes they stare. Of course they do. I would myself. But those stares don't feel hostile. More like curiosity, as in, did I really see? Halloween weekend outside my house prepubescent girls in bright mini skirts masquerade as fairies on the street their glittering faces set against winter against the deeper dark that comes when the hour turns back against the very idea of fire the neighbourhood kids come round to scare us with their costumes and their masks and I scare them right back with my face it's great to be home.
0: Nine months after the operation, I paid a visit to the pathology laboratory in St. James's Hospital, the place where they kept the slides of my tumour. The pathologist was warm and patient as she showed me how to use the microscope. Slides stained the color of damsons, matching the jumper and scarf I was wearing. Strong colors, my armor for the day. Through the glass, a patterned world emerged. It was weirdly beautiful, intricate, and contoured, like a topographical map, in fetching shades of pink. I saw nuclei and bubbly cell walls. Tiny, dark, tadpole-shaped cells and ladder-like bones a blurring with the tumour.
1: And, yeah, that was re- it was really important to me. I think there was some part of me maybe that didn't quite believe it until I could see how close the tumour got to the bone. It was getting ready when they actually removed the bone there was no sign of the cancer in it but what I could see on the slides was
0: that the bone was already changing later this would seem like the most important thing I saw this reaction
1: I was excited by what I'd seen and not only because of the slides themselves, which I had really enjoyed looking at, but what they meant.
0: It proved something to me.
1: Because I was on the outside looking in, I was on the right side of that microscope looking at what was left of my tumour, and I was able to get up and walk away from it and leave it there.